Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our seventh collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. This is a special episode of Six Minute Stories, a reprise of a story appearing in Season 1 in 2019, this time with an altered introduction. It is a story for our Thanksgiving holiday. I live in North Carolina, not far from the scene of this true story. Every year at this time, these events from 158 years ago come to mind, and with them gratitude for those who came before me, who have preserved this country for all of us, so that we might pass the blessings of liberty along to those who follow us. I offer gratitude at this Thanksgiving for all defenders of our democratic republic, our elections officials, our volunteer poll workers, and each and every voter who exercises the privilege of casting their ballot in support of our United States Constitution. Freedom is not free. It requires of us our eternal vigilance. This is Thanksgiving, 1864, by Randall Jones. It was a cold fall in the Carolina Piedmont, and the icy damp fingers of late November were reaching through the palisade walls to squeeze the dwindling life and the last flicker of hope from the men who were imprisoned there. The rain had fallen hard through Wednesday, and the ground froze solid the day after. Their jail was an abandoned cotton mill in Salisbury, which the Confederate Army had converted into a prison for Union soldiers captured in battles, fewer and fewer of which the South was winning. It was 1864, a year after U.S. President Abraham Lincoln had first declared Thanksgiving as a national holiday. But on this second Thanksgiving day, the Union soldiers incarcerated at Salisbury had little for which to be grateful. Rations were meager when food for the prisoners was dispensed at all. But on this Thursday, this Thanksgiving, 1864, no food was distributed to the men. The population of prisoners at Salisbury had increased dramatically during the late summer and early fall, rising from some 4,000 to over 10,000. The number of men who milled around the prison yard and slept where they could, inside and outside as the weather allowed, far exceeded the meager capacity of this makeshift prison. Although escapes had been tried before, only a few men had successfully broken out most by tunneling. But with scarce rations and facing a hard winter ahead, the prisoners were growing increasingly desperate and restless. These men had one thing on their minds, freedom. On Friday morning, the day after Thanksgiving, a pound of coarse corn was given the prisoners. The men grumbled, and some declared they'd rather die trying to reach the Salisbury arsenal to arm themselves and then fighting their way east to meet General Sherman than to starve and freeze to death in this prison. At two o'clock, as the guards changed, a cry came up from the sergeants, Those that are for liberty, follow me! 
prisoners sprang from the yard in a disorganized manner, clubbing the guards, wresting the rifles away, and bayoneting those guards who resisted. Unfortunately, there was no concerted effort. The prisoners pressed chaotically toward one spot, the gate, rather than making attempts at several points around the prison walls. A regiment of Confederates preparing to board a train heard the commotion from the nearby depot and ran to the prison along with ever-vigilant citizens who had armed themselves with shotguns. The guards on the walls fired into the throng of men and others using field artillery fired murderously into the prisoners with grape shot and canister. In only a few moments, the insurrection was over. Those not dead or wounded wandered dejected back to their beds and pallets. The official record said only 16 prisoners died that day. But the increased burials that followed for the next week suggest perhaps 150 or more died in the failed attempt to secure freedom. One of the wounded was a Union soldier who had enlisted in Massachusetts as Rupert Vincent. His real name was Robert Moffat Livingston. He died on December 5th and was dropped along with other young men into a burial trench, a mass grave. His father, Dr. David Livingston, the famous British explorer of Africa who had worked and continued to work to eradicate the slave trade in Africa, learned of the tragedy the following spring. He later said of his son, I am proud of the boy, and if I had been there, I should have gone to fight for the North myself. America's story is full of heroes, people on both sides of issues who have sacrificed for their ideals and given what President Lincoln called at Gettysburg the last full measure of devotion. On this Thanksgiving, I trust that we can all remember to be grateful for the freedoms we enjoy in America, regardless of the color of our skin, our cultural heritage, or even how we vote. I trust too that as Americans all we will never stop striving for the equality and understanding which foster justice and peace, and that we will always honor in our collective memory those who have sacrificed in every degree for the noble and worthy cause of democracy. Copyright 2004, Randall Jones. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.